What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Maple Leafs? What's up, everybody? This is Anthony Alhepe recording live and direct from the new Billy Shears podcast studio, still in lovely Milton, Ontario. Before we start this podcast, I just want to give you guys a heads up. We got a lot going on. We got the new the guys from Mustard dropping a new episode, as well as Jay's edition coming next week, and hopefully a milk and cookies coming up. We're just trying to iron out all the details. With the crazy world that it is, we're just trying to make do. With that being said, this podcast and every podcast is brought to you by two of our sponsors. As always, the OG in the sponsorship game, the good people at Superior Painting Finish. What? Oh my God, how do I always get it wrong? Those guys, and then smoothmyballs.com. That's right. Great products like the lawnmower, the pube muncher, the sack mat, fresh balls. You got them all. That's right. Check out smoothmyballs.com, use promo code NA30, save 15%, and save your relationship, shaved and balls. Anyways, with that being said, we start the podcast already in progress. Once again. So dude, what are you up to? <sighs> nothing. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, nothing. I, I don't even know what day of the week it is right now. Who am I, man? Like, what, what is, is it? What does it all mean? What is that's what I want to like, what is it? What, what's the point? How many hours do we dedicate to, to talking with the Leafs? Oh, god, we're gonna do this on air. I'm just gonna, dude. You know what? I just, I just, I, I was gonna bring a box of Kleenex just because I know I'm gonna get fucking emotional about this, and I'm, I'm not even prepared. Like, I'm not even prepared to be emotional. Like, my eyes are already fucking watering. Like I'm okay. Should we just fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Should we just fucking do this podcast? Let's do it. Just fucking get it over with, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. I I forgot to pour my shots before we start. Oh yeah, pour that. And get yeah. You know what? You do the running commentary. You you know we know how we do. I'm I'm so I want to be amped, but I'm I'm just I'm dead inside. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Hello, depression, my old friend. Pouring away sorrow. That clown organization on the front. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Many men have been reduced to less. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the gulping sound effect is intense right now. <laughs> You're not... Are you actually going to down the whole <laughs> Okay, so... Shot pussy. <laughs> oh, what the fuck was that? Yeah, do the vape. Yeah, really keep it together here, professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, commentary right now is Anthony is just digested, ingested a whole bottle. Oh. Looked like dirty swish on Trailer Park Boys. Was that what you were drinking? Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't look at. <laughs> let's let's go. I, you know what? You know what? To everybody listening, watching this, this is insane. The alcohol right now. I'm actually glad I decided to do this. <sighs> Really, really happy. Um, I'm going to sip on my Ryan Ginger. That finishes the year. This this bottle of Southern Comfort was supposed to last me all season and playoffs. Doing a couple shots. Did you mix that with anything? No. Fuck off. (laughs) 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 All right, so this is actually the final episode because like, <laughs> El Jefe is done. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, but and you know, you know, I got nothing but love and respect for you. I I love this team. You do. All year we were saying the same thing. This feels different. This team is organized. 
the front office is consistent. Everything was everything was meant. My mouth is like I can't tell if it's dry or if, if I'm just salivating right now. Yeah, old podcast trick: down a whole bottle of Southern Comfort Ray while you're on the air. It's like it's perfect. Now, just for the record, it was it was at the top of the label. It wasn't a full bottle. Oh, and, no, I, that's my bad, everybody. Yeah, and also the the plan was I was going to take a couple shots before, and then by the end of the playoffs, I would just have the last swig, and I'd pour it into my Stanley Cup, and I'd drink it, and at least would be Stanley Cup champions. Instead, I feel like I need to, I need to go to the hospital instead. Yeah. Not not because of alcohol poisoning, yeah. but because of a broken heart. Oh boy, that's uh, that's profound. That's that's deep. I know how you're feeling. This is a fucking joke organization. I don't think you know how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Are you going to even be able to do this, buddy? Dude. <laughs> this podcast is going to be in between you being okay. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Let's get into it, man. Let's thank you everybody for tuning in. This is an Art for 30 podcast. This is Leaf yeah. Edition. And this is a hard one. It's a hard pill to swallow. Um, Ba, we didn't think we'd be here this quickly, this depressed. <clears throat> the fall from grace happened very swiftly. The Leafs get beat at home in game seven against the Montreal Canadiens who limped into the playoffs, barely had, um, they had like three of their guys missing the, the tail end of the season, including uh, superhuman Carey Price and ageless wonder Shea Weber. And, yeah. and uh, Eric, or sorry, uh, Stahl and uh, uh, Corey Perry and like all these guys who were supposed to be over their prime yet played like they were in their prime i mean whatever whatever maybe not whatever <clears throat> but there uh there there was some this series was so it was such an emotional roller coaster you get beat up the first yet you you lose on a giveaway in the first game game one you lose game one and the whole world just freaks out the least go on to win three straight games in convincing convincing fashion may i say lighting up carry price <laughs> Yeah. For thirteen goals in three, or sorry, twelve goals in three games, including a five nothing, five five one and four nothing victory, and you're telling me the last two games they can't score more than three goals? Yeah, I told you at the end of game five when I was fucking down. I told you this meme team. That it was going to happen. And you're like, no, man, don't give up. Don't give up. We're still in it. And I'm like, I'm not trying to give up. But I'm telling you right now, game six with the crowd, this Leaf team bullshit every year. And yeah, I said it all year with you. Uh, I said it all year. I'm right there. I'm guilty. This is a different team. This is a new year. We've got the veteran. We've got the grit. I mean, Kyle Dubas addressed pretty much every concern we had in the offseason. I mean, if you told me at the beginning of the season like not only the players we grabbed in the off season, but we'd also get Nick Foligno and a couple of other depth players at the trade deadline. Jack Campbell would play out of this world. We'd finish in first place. Like I'd be excited. But what I told you day one, episode one of this season, anything less than a playoff series round win is a complete and utter failure. I said that. You so did. I'm sticking by that. This is a complete and utter dumpster. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And here's the problem. Like, I didn't even want to do this episode truthfully because, I mean, if there are actual Leaf fans listening to us right now, man, don't do this to yourself. I appreciate you if you're actually a fan <laughs> of Leaf fan, but don't listen to more of this shit because we're just going to chirp them. And I think the majority of people listening are non-Leaf fans just salivating at this. So kudos to you. It's the most embarrassing playoff loss ever in my lifetime because it's the Montreal Canadiens. Like, we can't live that down. I think it's bullshit that Western team fans that organizations haven't been relevant for more than 30 years other than making like one cup final and losing it like as if they have some ground to stand on. But I get it. Like beat us when we're down. But Montreal, that, that's the one fan base now we can't talk any shit to. Like I, I wanted this more than anything like to beat Montreal Canadiens. I have family members who are Montreal fans, friends like 
now it's nonstop. And I'm like, yep, yep. I'm the asshole who was saying all that shit when we beat you during the regular season. So I'll take it. Yeah. You do. We're eating, eating some major crow. Of course we deserve it. I, I was talking shit with my neighbor. He, so he's, <laughs> he's a couple of years older than I am. He's got yeah. like a teenage son who's a Habs fan because his father-in-law is a Habs fan. So he's a Leaf fan and his father-in-law and his son are Habs fans. And they're after game one, they're like, oh, everything's so good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? Toronto's going to come back. And you know how I, like, I'm not, I'm Toronto's going to come back and they're going to win. And they won. They won, what was it, 5-1 they won. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Leafs win 5-1. And I, I even predicted the score. I said, it's going to be a blowout. Leafs are going to win 5-1, 6-1, something like that. And they did. And I said, I said to him, you know, like, you know how I know, like, I'm not a, a fortune teller or anything like that, but you know how I knew the Leafs were going to win that game? Because the Habs fucking suck. That's what I said. I said it in front of the old man. I said it in front of the kid's mother. And I don't give a shit. And I, you know, I, I was on fucking cloud nine. I was like, I fucking called this game. And then the Leafs go on this tear, win three straight. And for sure, I was like, yeah, they're, they're going to do this. Why? How could they not do this? They've already done it three times in a row handily. How? And it, the fucking wheels fell off. And it, it, the, the momentum changed in game five. When Montreal was pressing hard and Toronto just said, you know, like they, they did that thing that they've been doing all season where they were holding the lead in the third. They only gave up three third period losses all season. And they did that thing where it looked like Montreal had all these amazing chances, but the Leafs held it out. But Montreal built all this momentum from that. And they didn't turn back from that point. And, they, and then they handed the Leafs two overtime losses and a game seven motherfucker that. To be honest, from the jump, I was like, okay, they're in it. They're, I mean, they, they started better than the previous two games. They're in it. But when that fucking, you know what, fucking game seven, goaltenders, Toronto, shit goals, it always fucking happens. Last year, or not last year, two years ago against Boston, Anderson lets in two of three shit fucking goals. Fucking goals that shouldn't have gone in. And Jack Campbell, fucking gentleman Jack Campbell, did it to me. He fucked me again. Let that fucking floater through the five. <clears throat> when that happened, I was like, shit. Shit. I, I'm going to have to turn my fucking phone off. And I'm going to have to fucking burn every herb in this house. Because I don't think I can make it to this game. And I still have faith. Yeah. I, I don't blame Campbell at all. I mean, actually, Campbell, Spezza, Willie... And maybe personally Brody, because I think that he's our best defenseman right now. And, and maybe Bogosian. The rest of the team, go fuck yourself. I don't blame Campbell at all. That team blew it in game five. Muzzin wouldn't have gotten hurt. Okay, Campbell wouldn't have given up the... Yeah, you know what? It's a shitty goal, and he admitted it. Probably the shittiest goal of his career. But we lost that game for him. Just utter trash to be shut out at home game seven against Montreal. That is not the goalie's fault. And it pisses me off more that with Mitch Marner's interview today, the guy is completely tone deaf. I need all the yes men and his family to stop kissing his ass, okay? Because this team has no heart when it comes down to not even playoffs, but just like they say it on the radio all the last few days, just that killer mentality to close out we don't have it and it's spanned teams it's like a team curse my dad says it all the time and i laugh at him it's like an old man myth but it's true it's completely true yeah i um you know i don't i don't like the heart argument because i believe this team has heart i just i think the killer instinct is where it happens and we both know we've seen we like i was you know i was more invested in this season because I think, and I've probably mentioned this before on Leaf Editions, but I work most evenings, so I might catch a period of hockey, if that. But this season is the first time in my life I've watched every single Toronto Leaf Leaf game. And, fine, shortened season, that helps too, no shit, but with COVID, I haven't been able to work in months and months, and this was like that one thing that really brought me up. One of two things that really brought me up over this whole break, this whole lockdown, was the fact that I watched every single Leaf game. I didn't miss a game. I didn't miss a game, and I was so proud of that because I'd never done that before. And I started getting in my own head. I was like, you know, this is like, they signed Joe Thornton. They didn't sit him once, and he's played every game. Well, all, every game that he could. He's hurt for a little bit. But he played every game. This is probably his last stab at, at a championship. 
I can't imagine any other team signing him this offseason. For sure, they're at least going to win the cup. And I'm going to watch every, I'm going to tell my grandkids, 2021, when the Leafs won the cup, I watched every single game. I was invested in that team. <clears throat> Dude, I'm not even, I'm not sad. I'm not mad. I'm not frustrated. I'm just heartbroken. Yeah, I, I actually just, I didn't have them winning the cup, but I thought they'd at least win a goddamn first round. And I'll tell you this about Hart. I, I don't think Hart in the sense that they don't want to play for this team and they don't want to win, but they are soft as butter. And Hart, when it comes down to when it gets tough, when you're down, when you need to play your best and you look over at your teammates and all of you are just like in it together and you're like, all right, I got to do for them. And, and a couple of guys stand out and put the team on their shoulders. The guys were paying money supposed to do that. They're not doing it. And that's a joke. And I'm not one of these guys right now where you hear, man, we need to trade Marner, you know, like let's trade Marner for Seth Jones. Okay. For what, what one for one, they're not going to do that. It's a ridiculous fucking trade. We're not, they're going to be here on the team next year. Bring someone in to work with the, I don't even know who you can bring in. It's an absolute joke. No. Fire, fire Manny Malhotra and the other assistant coaches. You need to fucking go. Didn't work out. Special teams, killed this team yeah i don't think you're wrong with that um you know we'll get into it i, I put some uh questions out on instagram we're gonna get into those in a bit yeah but, everybody messaged me that they're like yeah i saw that poll i did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank god because yeah. i sent it to a bunch of people in fear that because i went i went dark for like 48 hours right like i didn't i, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like i turned off my like i didn't i barely touched social media I just like I had a couple messages that were outstanding that I had to get back to, but I, I basically went dark for forty eight hours because a no I I am in the mood where I I went to my my in laws today to go help my father in law out and my I hadn't seen my mother in law in a couple of days I haven't talked to her in a couple of days and she goes so both at least and I put my finger on her mouth like the hush I was like don't say anything I don't want to talk about it which I obviously is like very disrespectful, but I don't mean in that sense. But I was like, I can't talk about it. I, I don't want to talk about it. I can talk about it now because I got a, a bottle of liquid courage in my gut, but I couldn't talk about it this morning. I'm still frustrated. I still don't believe it. I saw a meme today being like, when's game eight? And that's what I'm like. I have more faith I in saw that. that. Yeah. I have more faith in that than fucking believing that it's over. You know who I actually feel bad speaking of family? Mama Walks, my mom, the most positive Leaf fan, even during game seven to the last horn, thought we'd come back. And even after the game was defending them, they'll come back. They'll learn from this. I, I feel bad for her because I'm going to be completely with on, honest with you. Game seven, I turned that game off when it was 2 nothing. I just You went, told me you weren't going to watch it. Yeah, well, I said that knowing full well that I was going to because I just apparently like pain on myself. But I knew yeah. the truth. I was so pissed after game six. I knew we lost it. I knew we lost it, man. Those two overtime back-to-back, -back, going back to Toronto, what this team does with game seven. I was so pissed. And I actually had faith going into game six. I'm like, okay, man, this is like the first year in a while where I think like because we were up in the series, we weren't coming as the underdogs and coming yeah. back to try and force a game seven that Montreal is so shit that we're going to be able to do this because Montreal fans, if you're listening – Kudos to you. Obviously the better team. I think you're up 3-1 now on Winnipeg tonight. So whatever. You guys were the better team. Carey Price had his moments. I don't think Carey Price won them that series. I don't think any of the players won them that series. I think Toronto lost that series in typical Leafs being Leafs fashion. Now, were there some individual like the young guys? And here's what I'm talking about Hart, okay? Montreal. I thought your team's shit all year and I still can't stand you guys, but I can't say anything right now. They're young players, guys who have never seen playoff time. They came out with heart, man. They scored overtime oh, goals. Yeah. They assisted. They show why can't our young guys who are who are a couple years older and making ten sheets? Why can't they do that? That's yeah, hard. You're, Montreal you're has wrong. Hard. They they knew what they had to win. They knew how to beat us after those games, and they said, "Wow, let's actually play like a team playoff hockey." And they just we couldn't do it. We backed down. You know, one, one thing that I thought was interesting and, you know, you know, that shot that they have um, of the hallway before the teams come out, you saw Mark Bergeron the last three games of the series. Oh, down oh, dude, fucking listen. I, 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 yeah, it was, it was more like a maroon, but I'll tell you this. First of all, uh, French Canadians, let me forget that Montrealers have style that is unparalleled through the whole country. And if anybody 
west of Ontario, no, west of the GTA, and east of Vancouver, uh, y'all fucked for fashion. So put that out there. Um, They're very Euro. Well, in, in Montreal, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyways, um, Bergeron, de- whoa, shit. Bergeron, getting a little messy here. You got an issue, buddy. You got a problem. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell me about it. Um, Bergeron's down there. Bergevin. Bergevin's down there. Every, or last three games, rallying the troops. Fucking f- freaking out. Look at Kyle Dubas up there getting ready for nap time. Didn't make any sense to me. I said, listen, fine. Maybe Shanahan, a guy who has a ring. Maybe Shanahan, a first ballot Hall of Fame. Maybe, maybe that guy goes down there, whips some ass. Fucking Ben Keefe over and fuck a little bit. Because I don't understand what the fuck's going on. I get it. Sheldon Keefe, former NHLer, <clears throat> has, has a locker room. All those guys believe in him. It's his room. You're telling me Shanahan's not going to inspire these guys a little bit? Come on. Joe Thorne, fucking old man Winter. You're telling me he can't get up and say fucking something? Wayne Simmons, fucking punching guys' face in? Okay, exa- <sighs> exactly. Okay. Maybe Shanahan or Dubas come down for one Rudy speech, game six. Sure, knock your socks off. This is four to five years of these players having playoff experience now. Yeah. Almost in playoff veterans. There's no goddamn excuse. They took out our captain, our hometown kid. Whether it's intentional or not, I'm not saying that. But but, yeah, we're not going to talk about, but, yeah. about if it but was. What I'm getting at is with all the circumstances, with all the playoff experience, with the season you had, and that, if you can't rally around that as a team, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You're not, you're not wrong. It's, it's, no no it's, reason for these guys to come down and do speeches and see Dubas come down as a young guy and, and finally get a voice and be louder than he is. That's no point. You know what, Mitch? I don't care about your mullet, Austin. I don't care about what you wore into the... You guys stand up and say something. Say, you know what? I've been shit. I'm going to go out there, score a goal. You guys follow me. If I do this, will you? And that's we, how you, you show them. We've seen, we've seen Austin Matthews take over a game. You've seen him go out there, lay the body, steal a puck, score a goal. You didn't see that. Now, Montreal, all, all respect due to Montreal. They won this series. They played well. Good for them. I like whatever it is, what it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to embrace a team. I'm still, I'm still feeling the, the, the fact that my team lost. But you, you, you know, we know Matthews can overtake a game. And we didn't see that. Now, granted, they did a really good job suffocating him and Mitch Marner, not giving them space to be creative, whatever. The point is, you are, you are, Currently, you led the league in goals. You currently you can score. We everyone knows you can do it. Was the risk a thing? Who knows? End of the day, you need to find yourself out of that trap. You need to find yourself. You're getting paid thirteen and a half million bucks this season. You need to find yourself out of that. And I don't like the money. I don't even care about the money. Like I always, people bitching about. Oh, you you have half the cap tied in four players. Yeah, because they're four great players. Now let's go. Exactly. You know what? That's fine. We're going to be the one team to do that, have all that money into four players, fine. But that money comes with responsibility. So those players, four players, need to step up. JT, I have no issue with him because the guy was injured. He was ramping up, so it is what it is. I think he gets another year. So these guys need to come back, and they need to... Like, Willie had a great playoff too, man. The guy's finally coming into his own, so it's those two other guys. And Austin is very... Even in his post-game, post-season interviews, calm, cool, collected. I think that's good for the future to have that mentality. I think Matthews, like, I don't know. I'm not giving up on Marner either, but these guys need to step up. Like, this is this is the future as a Leaf fan and as Leaf players. This is what your team is going to be. It's going to be the four of you. It's going to be some really, really good defense, hopefully a good goaltender, and then you're going to have bit pieces making smaller amounts that are going to come out year in, year out. They're gonna yeah. do really. They're gonna do really well for us. They're gonna play their way out of Toronto because we're not gonna be able to afford them because of these other guys. They'll get a better paycheck somewhere else. We'll bring in a new guy, and it's just gonna be a repeat process. Yeah. And if that's gonna be the case, then these four guys need to step up. You know what? It it works. It works in Tampa. It worked in Pittsburgh. It worked in Chicago. It worked in all these places where you give big money to your core guys and you build around them. So I'm waiting for it to happen in Toronto. That that's what I'm with. And again, this this was a incredible year, incredible season, fun season to watch. All Canadian matchups, 
you know, mini series throughout. They won all those series except for the Ottawa series where they tied. It, this was a lineup year for this run. Let's get into some of the show notes. I can't, I, you know, as much as I want to bitch about the whole time, I, I can't. We need to move on. Um, <laughs> can we touch his touch base? Congratulations to uh, Austin Matthews on winning the Rocket Richard Trophy. Uh, first leave to do it. That I mean, I know it's no, it's no secondary prize, but it is nice to have that. Seeing that it's never been done, so the first leaf to ever win it, Austin Matthews. We're all happy. Forty-one goals. Let's go. Yeah, it's it's awesome. He won that award, and congrats. And yeah, it's kind of hollow right now with the season we had. And I hate this fucking team, but I love this fucking team. And yeah. hopefully, when you know, in my fantasies, in. 40 years I'm lying in bed and they finally win. And I look back and be like, Oh yeah, he won that. That was great when he won that. And it's all, it's all candy in the future. So good for him. But I don't give a shit as well. Okay. Before we get into the Instagram questions, I want to say this about following a team and, you know, I get, we, we get some heat in it in our group chats, you know, every fan base has this. And, you know, like I always be like, I'm never going to be a turncore. I'm never not going to be a Leaf fan. Win, lose, rain, or shine. I'm going to be a Leaf fan. I'm going to be a Jays fan. You know, I'm going to be like a TFC fan. I'm always going to be a Toronto sports fan. And all those guys who choose not to be Leaf fans, is it's fine. You have your own. like. But the thing is, like, this is your hometown team. This is who you should be supporting. Now, granted, free world, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But doesn't that say something about your character? When you choose not to love your home, doesn't that tell something about your loyalty that every other year you have a new team, you're rocking a new lid because you, oh, this year it's Vegas this year or St. Louis, you know, doesn't that say something about your character where you're just flip-flopping like a dead fish? Like, what is, what is that? Who are you? And why, why are you such a weak human being? Because (laughs) with all the highs come lows. This yeah. is a low, and you know what? This will be a build. Like, I'm fine. We fucking said this like five times already about going on the first round. These <laughs> are building blocks. Yeah. Ovechkin did get his fucking first cup until he was 31 years old. He won a fucking President's Trophy three or four times and finally got his fucking cup. Yeah, well, at least Washington can win some goddamn rounds, too, when Ovi was there at the beginning. Um, this definitely doesn't feel personal at all to anybody out there, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, yeah, if you're just chasing that winning feeling and you have nothing really on the line, man, it, it's a pretty hollow feeling. And it's almost just, uh, I don't know, there's a camaraderie to losing. <laughs> and we do a lot of it. So there's a lot of bonding here with the Leafs. And yeah, I mean, if you're like, if you're not into your hometown team because your dad moved here, but he's been a Montreal fan and his dad was a Montreal fan, then man, good for you. Or if you moved here from out west or if you just at four years old, cause your family didn't watch hockey at all, but you liked Nashville's jerseys and they've been your team. All right, cool, man. Good for you. I don't give a shit, but yeah, to jump shit constantly. It's just a, uh, it's a very hollow sports fan. I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whoever this is directed at you anonymous. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying it. Okay. Yeah, let's get yeah, into yeah. the questions. I'm starting <laughs> to feel better. You know, this is almost like, therapy, I would hope man. so. It's, it's yeah. been a couple minutes. I bet you're feeling pretty good. My, my my stomach's a little hot. I'm starting to get an acidity feeling in my esophagus. So yeah. All right. Question number one: Who beat the Leafs in the playoffs? Did the Leafs beat the Leafs, or did the Habs beat the Leafs? With 68% of the votes, they say the Leafs beat the Leafs, and I think that is right. All due respect to Montreal, they played really well um, for four games. They played really well, but the Leafs beat the Leafs in this series. Yeah, I chose the Leafs. Uh, the people who messaged me that they had done the quiz, they chose the Leafs as well. I mean, I honestly think if you ask the Montreal fans, I mean, the ones I knew, my grandfather included, like going into the series, they all thought that Toronto was going to, I mean, they would make their little jokes like maybe, you never know in the playoffs, but they all thought I think Toronto was going to win in maybe six. Yeah. Leafs beat themselves. I, like it's just, it's so frustrating to think about because Montreal going now into Winnipeg, you are the better team because the better team wins and you guys won. So as much as we want to hate on you guys and we think, oh, we were the better team going, it doesn't mean shit because it's the same excuse I use with the people I know who are sense fans where I go, yeah, you guys kicked our ass in the regular season, early 2000s all the time, but we always had you in the playoffs. It didn't even fucking matter. Patrick will remember? Yeah. Same for us now with Montreal. What can I say? Oh man, 
remember that year Austin Matthews won that uh, award and we beat you guys in the regular season? I'll be like, yeah, game seven. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, and I even said it in our last pod, saying like, if Carey Price has a series, he could steal it, but I just don't see it happening. Well, he fucking did it, so fuck me, right? Yeah, people need to stop doubting Carey Price, man. I've never... I mean, I hope not. If you go back an episode and see that I've badmouthed Carey Price, go right ahead. But he's Team Canada's goalie. I've always liked that about him. And I mean, he's a BC kid. I've never, I can't stand the actual like Quebecers and having a French speaking coach is mandatory. I hate that shit about Montreal. Right. Never had an issue with Carey Price. I thought, I always hated the flack he got. I honestly hate that players' contracts are out there in any sport. It just creates rift with fans. I wish we didn't even know. That's a good point. Uh, next question Did you expect more from this team? Kind of a funny question, right? But a lot yeah. of haters out a lot of haters out there being like, ah, first still first round. Seventy-three percent of people said yes, <laughs> they did expect more from this team. That's that's how bad it is this year, you know, like this loss, how bad it is. Is the majority of people actually thought the Leafs were gonna do something. Like we actually had confidence. Uh, all all sports casters had the Leafs easily beating Montreal. Nobody fucking took Montreal. Yeah. Would you consider the this regular season a success? Nope. Said it episode one. Um, I think the regular season was a success. It's a, it's been a, it's like twenty years since they won a division or sorry they led the division or finished first in the division. Fifty six percent of people. So not I mean kind of split on this one. Fifty six percent said yes. They do consider this regular season a success. All right. Um, would you re-sign Joe Thornton? No. Uh, I think astounding, he fires, maybe. Astounding 88% of people don't think the Leafs should re-sign Joe Thornton. I have to agree. I didn't like Joe Thornton's play in any, even when he scored. I was like, okay, whatever. Now he's the oldest lead to score a playoff goal. Whatever. I think this is what happens with Joe Thornton. I think Joe Thornton takes a year off from the NHL and plays in Europe or whatever, has a farm in St. Thomas or something, and then he signs back with the Leafs at the deadline and joins them for a playoff rush. I know it sounds crazy. I think that's what happens. Man, I think if he spends any time outside of the NHL, he's done. And he could possibly be done. I don't think he signs. I, I think there is someone out there who might give him the league minimum, maybe a Western team or something like that. But, uh, yeah, but if, I, he, if, he, if he wants to come back for depth, in the playoffs and not a starting position, fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, we had him as a dud for mo- most, more than we had him as a bud in, in our playoff, in our um, regular season. And I, I really didn't see the value in Joe Thornton other than the fact that he was the old guy and they he were kind of. He was a PR piece. He was a PR yeah. piece. If yeah. we won and we got Joe Thornton his first cup, that's a Sports Illustrated cover. That's ESPN yep. interviews. That's coverage around the world. Like San Jose, people are buzzing about it. We're we're the heroes 10 years from now that finally gave Jumbo Joe his Stanley Cup. Like, yeah. It was a storyline. That was it. His play was not. We we would have been the Avalanche in, tw- in 2002. Yeah, with Bork. Bork. Exactly, exactly. And I might be wrong on that year, but I think it was 2000. Anyways, next. Close to that team. Would you re-sign Jason Spezza? Yes. With 96% of the votes, yes. Yeah, I'd give why wouldn't a. you? I'd give him an A next year. You know what? I like that. I like that a lot because A, he's earned it. He wants to be here. Local guy. But if, he keeps his, if he keeps his play and he still takes the league minimum, which is what he's saying, and he tells other teams, like, I'm not, it's either Toronto or I'm retiring I love that, man. Like I said, yeah. Spezza's one of the guys like with, with Campbell that gets kind of a pass for the playoffs. Spezza does exactly what he's supposed to do with that contract. He plays above that. He actually elevates that contract. 100%. So it's like, this, yeah. This is a, a better year this year than he's had in his last four years. So yeah, 100%. good on Spezza. You know, I, I hate to see him go down like this. I really hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't retire. I hope he returns because I really feel... This, oh, you know what? You know, fuck, I forgot this point. Fuck, I should have wrote it down. <laughs> I forgot to mention it back, to backtrack just a second. Let's not, about the Montreal Canadiens. Let's not fucking forget what they did last year to the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is Montreal's thing. Montreal's thing is a big first round upset and then get fucked the second round. So I want to, you know, I put that feather in Montreal's cap. I fucking forgot to mention that. I can't believe I just remember now. Okay. Anyways, 
Next I'll question. get cocky again next year, but man, I'm uh, I'll take it. I'm I'm not gonna talk shit to Montreal fans. Like legit, my brother and I had Montreal fans like that we know being like, oh yeah, this is like our our fucking wind dance. This is our Leaf game set and doing shit like that. And we're like, yeah, yeah, man, just uh, I'll, get, I'll get on my knees right now. Like yeah, yeah. Um, also, like this could be Toronto's Tampa year when they got swept by Columbus and then came back the next year to win the COVID Cup. So you know, like, I got. As much as I hate this, I still have that fucking faith. All right. Would you re-sign Wayne Simmons? This is a controversial one. With 52% of the votes, they don't think the Leafs should re-sign Wayne Simmons. Interesting. This one, very tricky because he did nothing in the playoffs. Like, yeah, one memorable hit, maybe two in, like, game two, three. Like, Montreal, player, like... How can a guy like Cole Caulfield, his size, Suzuki, Kakenyemi, how can these guys just be skating around and not getting absolutely demolished? Because, man, Montreal was playing dirty, and I get it, dirty within the rules of playoff hockey. And what I mean by that is they're checking us, they're like, you know, playing a bit rough against the boards. Like, but we weren't doing that. And Simmons, one of the guys who's supposed to, where did he step up? Like, yeah, Simmons Simmons went ghost and it's it's heartbreaking because he understood his role role the first game of the season he had that big punch out you know yeah. like I I just I just I didn't know where he went and I'm not saying like maybe they maybe they had a thing where like okay guys they're, they're going to come out and hit us let's play our game and let them chase us and then when that obviously didn't work and the league started hitting again Simmons really wasn't anywhere but I I wouldn't cut him for this because I think the body of work he had this season including the injury, excuse me, I think that awards him, if he wants to stay, and whatever, 1.5 or 1, 1 million bucks that he signed for, I can't see him doing that again, but you never know. I mean, if this group, if this core or this team feels like they're close enough, you might get guys taking cuts, so. Yeah, and not. you know what? Yeah, he played so well and tough during the regular season, and he's such a new guy to the team, that if he comes back with, like, financially it makes sense for us as a team cap wise and is doing that third fourth line role like yeah i think simmons could deserve a second year to make up for how he ended this season next question does freddie anderson return i don't think so with an astounding 88 percent they don't think freddie anderson returns um i honestly think anderson is going to resign with the leafs for for uh, like some kind of like whatever deal because they only have like 12 million bucks to play with and they got to sound like eight players but they need to they, they're looking for a tandem dubis has already come on and said they're looking for a tandem campbell's going to be part of that tandem so does anderson stick we all we both know anderson starts slow so you give him maybe five to eight starts at the beginning of the season and you give campbell the, the 13 whatever starts and you at least you're in a better position at the starting of the, uh, the season I think Freddie Anderson signs on like a like a four and a half million dollar deal, a one year deal, or maybe a two year deal. I can see it happening. I think he has something to prove. Plus, do you think this season would be different with a healthy Freddie Anderson? Man, up until maybe the last two episodes before this, I kept saying that I think our playoffs still reside with Freddie when he comes back healthy. Like I, I still thought that. And if the contract you're talking about is actually what would happen, yeah. A 1A, 1B combo, Freddie and Jack, whoever's 1A, 1B out playing, and and Freddie's playing for a bigger contract or to show other teams. Like, yeah, this one, two years in Toronto, and then that'd be great. And I totally think it would be hard to find a better goalie than Freddie for that type of situation. But I also just have this feeling that, like, with the injury and kind of the media bullshit and, and how he was just... Maybe he's just a good guy, and that's what I've heard, but how he was so at peace of not playing in the playoffs, and like, I think maybe he was just like, yeah, whatever, I'm out the door. Like, if I win the cup here with Toronto, that, that's a bonus. I'm going to make some more money on my next contract, but yeah. screw it. I'll sign with LA or something. Or All right. All right, moving on. Uh, now, this next question, again, a little controversy around it. Would you trade Mitch Marner? Uh, the Lisa already come out and said they're not trading Mitch Marner. It's not happening. Everyone's kind of butthurt because he really didn't. He really didn't perform. I wouldn't trade Mitch Marner. I don't care if he costs you twelve million dollars. 
He's led your team in points since he arrived. You're going to tell me you're going to say goodbye to your top point getter? Not a chance. Four, sorry, 56% of people say don't trade Mitch Marner. Yeah, you know what? He's coming back. Just get his head out of his ass, man. Like He just seems to have some real uh, like arrogance to himself. So you got to change that shit. Like you got to play better. I don't, first off trade one. I've heard from some people done try Mitch Marner, try to go for Jack Eichel. You want to take that money into another center and have Tavares, Eichel and Matthews done. Number two, as much as I would love Seth Jones and he would be our franchise cornerstone defenseman and it would be sick. I doubt Columbus is going to do that and it would involve Marner and much more and it's not going to happen. Seth Jones is going to go somewhere else. So you're not going to get the trade you want from Mitch Marner fans out there. I don't know what pipe dream you think. Yeah, he showed no heart, lack of character in this playoffs. He needs to step it up. But I mean, you can't trade him at this point. And I still think, I mean, Darren Drager or whatever was pretty much saying as much. I still think... There is a reputation among the NHL. He's still a star player, but yeah, to, to, to be the number two highest paid behind like what Panarin, you got to start playing like it. Like, I, I don't know, man, have a pie, like a slice of humble pie. And the worst thing about Marner and you know what? It, it can be not fair to him, but you're the hometown kid. So we live vicariously through you. And the fact that you screwed the team financially and you didn't care and your dad came out and said, fuck this, we don't need the lease, we can leave. And you were willing to just take us to the cleaners and it didn't matter when guys who weren't Lee fans growing up or who didn't come here were willing to do the same thing. Yeah, you know what? Now the pressure's on you because you kind of did a me versus them with the fans at that point. And we started coming around because your play was great and you were quiet and jokey. And it's like the young Leafs who are cool. But if you're not going to perform in the playoffs, then you know what? That's going to come right back around. Yeah, you're not wrong. I like a lot of what you're saying. I, at the end of the day, for me, uh, it's not so much his mental game. Mitch Marner needs to bulk up. He needs to put some weight on. He needs to go on the Zach Hyman workout plan. And he needs to be able to hold his ground. Because you saw Shane Weber and whatever his fucking first name is, Petrie, light him up. He got pushed around like he was Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield skated like he was Mitch Marner. It was a a fucking role reversal. It was embarrassing. As a young man, he should fucking take his dick out of his own ass and fucking do some squats and make sure that he can't be pushed. Zach Hyman, fine. He's six foot. He's a little bit taller than Mitch Marner. The guy is a beast, and you have to break a sweat in your back to get the puck off Zach Hyman. Mitch Marner, you can one-hand him off the puck and scoop it up. So That, that crazy stat about the five to six penalties in the playoffs of the puck going over the— Oh, my God. Dude, honestly, he's soft as butter, and he's scared out there, and he's just dumping the puck without thinking. And, hey, Leaf players, here's an idea. Why don't you double the amount? of no look spin back passes. You guys should just do more of that. It works constantly for this yeah. team. Yeah. What How, with yeah. that? Why do I, they I, not I, learn from their mistakes? Why do they not learn from their mistakes? Honestly, you know what? Because it works so mad. many times because, <laughs> yeah, so because it works so many times. They're like, yeah, it will work one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, man. Moving on. The air. Yeah. This is, first of all, this pod's going way long. I'm starting to feel way better for the record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we knew who, this, Benny. Come on. Who do you think the Leafs would be, would have played better against, Oilers or Jets? With an astounding 80% said the Oilers. Yeah, I was one of those people. Honestly, as much as it pisses me off when Noodles on Overdrive talks about it, Hellebuck is one hell of a goalie. I think Winnipeg's offense... It's pretty evenly spread out and good. I think Matthews is the best player out of the two teams. But Marner, Tavares, Ehlers, Shifley, like all these guys, you kind of go down the list. Winnipeg matches up pretty evenly offense, and they've got a better defense than Edmonton. And Edmonton, as you've seen when they got swept, is if you tie up two players, a whole team falls. And I mean, we're one to talk because it pretty much happened to us as well. So we're in the same boat. But it's just like, I think we would have had a better chance against Edmonton. I think it would have been almost an offensive shootout. You know what? I, I like I like the matchup against the Oilers. I said it from the beginning of the season. 
Oilers didn't have enough defense, and obviously you saw that. Uh, Darnell Winnipeg, Nurse is a stud, though. Nurse yeah, is a stud. It, and congratulations on the new baby. Um, yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, they, I've, I've now seen, watching the Jets play all season. Beginning of the season was a different story, but watching the Jets play all season, the Jets have a really good team. They have a very deep team. W- will they be able to pull it out? I don't know. And I like Paul Maurice as a coach, too. Yeah, okay, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Who's going to cry more in the pod, me or you? Uh, 88% of people said I was going to cry more. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, probably right. I mean, 12%, only 12% said it, said it was you. Yeah, but that has, that has less to do with people complimenting me and more of them insulting you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I, I, you know, I always think I'm a nice guy. Well. I always think I'm a nice guy. Everyone just loves to fucking take shots at me. Okay. Well, I All will right. admit, I will admit right now is very amusing sometimes when you go, you give it sometimes just as good in the chat, buddy. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I think I do too. Apparently nobody else does. Anyways, moving on. Do you think anyone from the front office or coaching staff will be fired? Uh, yeah. 50, 52% of people said no. And I agree. I don't think, I don't think the, I don't think that anyone will be fired. I don't think anyone who isn't under contract will leave. I think more like you're going to see the exact same team. Well, so not the exact same team. All, everyone who's under contract and everyone who's hired other team without a firing contract will be back next year. I don't think this, this team is coming back with Avengers next year. I don't think they're getting rid of anybody. I think they're all going to come with a chip on their shoulder next year. Well, the only, I, I just think the uh, assistant coaches are the only ones who are on the line. I'm not sure of their contract situations, but I mean, honestly, I, I'm sure he's a good guy. And at the start of the season, when we were buzzing, I thought it was great, but like, how can you bring Malhotra back? Or uh, what is it? Dave Haskell. Like, I, I'm not sure on those guys, but, I guess not fired. You're right. I don't think anybody's going to get shit canned after this. Nobody's, but yeah, there, I think we're going to see new assistant coaches or a new power play specialist. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't, I think they're going to come back. I think Manny Maholtra kind of first year in the NHL, uh, behind the bench. I think he'll be back. Oh, he was with Vancouver. As their special teams. Well, he was behind the bench and then he came over to us. Right. After okay. one, well, you, right? th- this would be the Leafs' second or third special teams coach in the last three or four seasons. So it has nothing to do with the coaches, man. Like you listen to Kristen Shilton, you listen to all these reporters who go down the Leafs practice. They look like a juggernaut practicing the power play unit. It looks unstoppable. It's just something about this team when it comes to game time. It doesn't connect. Like they can't. They just can't enter a zone. And then, how many times do you have to pass the puck before a shot? Like there should, I guess they really miss those idiots in the crowd that yell "shoot" all the time. Like you, That's I guess you so do need those. You need those guys. Well, this kind of concludes Leaf Edition. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't. You know, the way that I leave it is, you know, there's a saying in Leafland: "There's always next year." This team's never moving. You're never gonna have the Hamilton Maple Leafs. The team's always gonna be here. Rain or shine. Yeah. Just like the Not After 30 podcast. No, that's not true. The, the Not After 30 podcast will not exist at one point in time. But Don't say that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm in it for the long run. I'm in, You know what? Anybody who's like, oh, leave suck on that. Bitch, go back and watch The Bachelor, okay? Go watch The Bachelor because mm-hmm. obviously that's more your speed. Yeah. Professional sports is a male soap opera. There's highs and lows. We're just in a little right now, baby. It will get better. The sun will be back tomorrow. Yeah. Don't burn your jerseys. Don't punch your fucking TVs. I, I yeah. have the emotional roller coasters like fans, but I mean, you're a Leaf fan. And if you're a new Leaf fan, I hate to tell you this, but this is how we roll, man. We, <laughs> we lost to a Zamboni driver. I mean, the three to one against Boston. I mean, any, any meme you can think of. If there's a former Leaf player about to play off, Play us. If there's a guy reaching a milestone, if there's a team on a 10-game losing streak, if any of stuff like that happens, we're going to lose. That's just who we are, guys. Embrace it. Have fun. I hate this team, and I'm going to see you day one. That's right, my man. <laughs> at the end of the day, this is what we signed up for, right? Like At yeah. the end of the day, this really yeah. doesn't affect us. I mean, yeah, I mean, you get sad because a team you want to win doesn't win. I was but so mad after game six, man. I was so mad. I was at pissed. the end of the day, you know, it's not real life. You know, like 
your family's healthy, my family's healthy. Everyone's good. Everyone wins. Okay. Like at the end of the day, does it suck? For sure. Will we get over it? We will. We're Leaf fans. We have thick skin. We've been there yep. for a long time. Philly Eagles, Raptors. I've gotten some championships. I just need the blue and white to, hey, win a playoff round. I'm not even asking for a cup. Win a round. Yeah. There's always I'm, te- I'm telling you. No, dude. I'm telling you right now. Fully support this team. We'll get to December, January, episode four or five. I'll be stroking them off. It'll be the same thing. I'll, be, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now. I am never, ever picking them in that draft again to go past round one until they do. I don't care if I lose money to it. I'm never choosing them again, dude. <laughs> the the an after thirty best in the nation hockey pool had so many busted brackets. This, <laughs> this is this is Tampa all over again. I mean, I'm Tampa was a lock. Leafs anyway. were a lock, and and it totally busted. Um, Bob, before I leave you, is there any team in the playoffs right now that you're going to follow? I mean, I was thinking about that. I was talking to my brother. Not really. I'm definitely not watching a single moment of the Winnipeg Montreal. I'm just not going to do it. Um, I've got McKinnon and McCarr in my playoff fantasy pool. So I am kind of cheering for Colorado, killing it there. Otherwise, man, the Leafs, the way the Leafs, I don't give two shits. Like, you know what? Let's go Jays. Go Jays go. Jays edition coming up soon. Uh, myself, I wish death to all the other teams. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. And, it's all and, XFL, MLB, yeah. let's go, whatever. You know, I, uh, what, I want, uh, uh, what I want moving forward, if the Avs win or Vegas wins, I'm on board for both those teams winning. Um, I think the Avs really deserve it. They really built a really great team. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't give – as long as fucking a team like – first of all, if Boston wins – Fuck everything. I know the one guy in your chat is a Boston fan. Man, they are a wagon. Like, Boston is scary. You Tampa, know, it, too. But Boston is fucked. Well, I'll tell you, Boston and Tampa, if they end up locking horns, that's going to be a motherfucker. I won't watch a single second of it, but I'll check the scores next morning. Screw Islanders and Frankie Borelli, man. I don't yeah. want the Islanders to win. I you love Blue, but I do not want – I hate I would like. I would like the Islanders to win this series against Boston. Um, but, yeah. I don't, but you I know hate- what? <laughs> yeah well i hate yeah fuck boston first and foremost um but you know i don't care if the west wins i don't care if the or whatever the the, the uh, alignment is now um leafs are out i'm out yeah i'm out too see you next year <laughs> i guess peace <laughs> fuck me right apparently <laughs>